Welcome to the Difference of 13 podcast, where we make a difference by doing it differently. Well, guys, we're back for week 13. Lucky 13. Uh, Not for you. No. (laughs) Uh, If you guys are not watching this on YouTube, you need to go check this video out uh, at our Par for Success page. Um, There, Terry is wearing an interesting... uh, I don't know what you'd call it. A accessory. Accessory. Um, so tell, what happened? Because clearly everyone's going to be asking themselves. Right. Well, everybody's been asking What happened day. from last week to this week that you have this new I, accessory? I was pushing a shopping cart in the Target parking lot, and I subluxed my shoulder. What does subluxed mean? It's a not a full dislocation, but it's it kind of pops out of the joint a little bit. So in the middle of the Target parking lot, I popped it back in. And how, how'd you pop it back in? I used a gallon of milk to kind of, to lean over and distract it, to, you know, loosen it from the joint a little bit more so that I could manually put it back to where it belonged. Like you, so you're holding a jug of milk, mm-hmm. kind of dangling it towards the pavement, mm-hmm. and then you just grabbed your shoulder and jerked it back in? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not your average target trip. <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling? It's sore, but... But I'll, I'll make it. So, and is that a common occurrence that you're dislocating shoulders? Uh, not shoulders necessarily, but my thumbs go out a lot. Is that no, no, is that part of the Ehlers-Danlos that yes. you have? Or? Yeah, that's part of the Ehlers-Danlos. Actually, I don't dislocate nearly as much as some people do. Some people, it's you know, walking down the street, they can dislocate a knee or a hip. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess this leads into our topic of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, funny how that worked out. Um, <laughs> about, you know, really our topic is continuing education, continuing to educate yourself, uh, on your, you know, your, whether it's a chronic health condition, how to use your insurance, um, how to find the right provider for you. We're going to cover all of that, um, as well as kind of where to find the latest research on, you know, if you have a, do have a chronic issue or let's say you've had a stroke, Parkinson's, ehlers Danlos. Uh, where do you go to find that information? So why don't we start there? And, and how have you kept up, you know, since you were diagnosed? How long has it been since you were diagnosed? It's been about three years, four years. Okay. Um, I belong to a couple of um, groups on Facebook that um, focus more on, there's, you know, there's support groups that are more for emotional support, but these are more um, for information. They, um, everybody keeps up with research, they find things on the internet that are from legitimate sources and share them. Some There's an Ehlers-Danlos conference every year and people who go to that bring back um, data and resources that they've picked up there. Um, people will post links to webinars. So it's, it's, a, it's a good resource for me. So now do you find, if somebody let's, is just diagnosed with something, whatever it may be, did you just Google Ehlers-Danlos to yeah. find this out? I mean, how, how did you get connected to these groups? What were the uh, resources it, initially? It started, yeah, I just kind of started Googling, and I looked for, um, like I said, the kind of legitimate resources, not not to discount people's blogs, but those aren't always verified information. So I looked for actual um, medical groups. Um, there's ehlers and that was kind of a jumping-off point. 
and you know you follow kind of down the rabbit hole of there, follow their links, and it, it leads you to other places. So I definitely, you, you know, Dr. Google, you have to sometimes take with a grain of salt, but there is information out there. You just have to be discriminating with it. Discriminate. Mm -hmm. And so how do you, like, discern good from bad? Like, how do you do that? What's that process? Um, I look for actual studies that have been done, and then I look at the methodology that the studies used. Was there a good sample size um, taken, was it a blind study, double blind study, were there, um, you know, who, who funded the study as opposed to who did the study? And why does that matter? If I'm, if I have, let's say I well, just had a stroke, why do I care who funded the study? If it's, um, Coca-Cola funding a study on the effects of sugar, I would tend to not put too much weight into that one because Coca-Cola has a vested interest in having the study come out saying sugar's great. So you have to understand who, if who's doing the study, do they have a vested interest in the outcome of that study? Okay. So that would be, that would make sense then if I had a stroke and I'm looking at studies in terms of for blood thinners, uh, which one do I want to go on? I probably would want more than just one study done by the blood thinner company. Right. Because gotcha. they want the results to lean in a certain way. Okay. And you mentioned some, some words that I'm sure a lot of listeners don't know. Uh, blind, double blind. I mean, what's a good sample size? You know, if, if for like, you know, third grade level, I have never looked at research before in my life. <laughs> what am I looking for? Like, what are the, the top three things I want to look for? I think obviously who funded the study is a big one. Right. Who uh, performed the study okay. um, is, you know, was it a handful of you know, kind of uh, grasping for the right word here. Um, you know, if it's been done by a major university, um, a major research company, you can probably trust that their methodology has been proven and is sound. Um, sample size, it, it's that's so hard to say because there are some studies where you just don't have access to a big sample size. But I would look for more than one resource that sort of backs up that study. Yeah, I think that makes a lot, uh, heck of a lot of sense, and I think understand that if it is a small sample size, that it doesn't necessarily invalidate the study. You just want to be careful with how broadly you would apply those right. you know, those findings. Um, well, that, that's great information. I think you know the next kind of questions that people get into is, okay, I've done my research, I've understand what I have, I understand what I need to do. Now, how do I go and find somebody to help me? Yeah. So for you, you know, how did you go about searching for people to, to help you? Um, it was both the Internet, again, just kind of Googling who are the kind of the leaders in this field. And, and as you start researching, you'll see some names pop up frequently. Um, then on, to bring it down to a local level, yeah, that's where I went to a couple of these Facebook groups. Um, and it took me a while to find the I First, I signed up for a whole bunch of them. And quickly weeded out the ones that weren't um, providing the information that I wanted. Like some of them, I said, like I said, some of them were more about support, which is great if that's what you're looking for. I was looking for um, kind of the how-tos and, you know, the how to get through this. And I found a couple of groups where they're very focused on sharing information about doctors in the area. Um, they share their personal experiences of, hey, I went to this doctor and this is what happened 
Um, they're really good at um, listening to what your issues are. They don't discount them. They have access to these types of treatments. And for me, that was very helpful to know, to kind of weed out some of the different doctors, to know who I might have success with. Um, so then, you know, I think another good resource, I mean, we've written a couple blog articles, mm -hmm. and I believe we have a couple of free resources on our site. We'll have to make sure Sissy links those in the, in the description um, of basically how to pick a provider. I think we had like the top five questions to ask. Yes. Um, particularly when you're talking about, uh, you know, I think we talked about like the first phone call. If the first question is, you know, what's your insurance? That tells you something right. about the practice and what the, where they're focused. Fill out is. a 12-page document saying how much you're going to pay um, before they even take your name. Right. Yeah, that's probably not a good good sign. Yeah, so I think you know those are you know, I think common sense, but yeah. I think people don't. I think it's very easy to get overwhelmed when you're going into a doctor for the first time and not really knowing what to expect. Yeah, definitely um, check out those blog articles because. It, the more prepared you are, the more information you have. If When you get diagnosed with something, it can be very emotional and it can be hard to sort of keep your head on straight. So I think having these sort of checklists can help you make sure that you're covering all your bases. Yeah, yeah so I think step one, educate yourself. Uh, step two is find the right person to help you navigate through that, the expert in that area. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I actually had a, a woman who had a knee replacement done and she had it done by somebody who does a knee replacement every once in a while. Um, you want to go to the guy who does a hundred, or the, the guy or the girl who does a hundred of those a month. Right. <laughs> um, That's what they do every day, all day. Right. So I think, you know, the same thing, whatever your condition is, you know, trying to find the expert who that is what mm -hmm. they do. Um, that's going to give you the best results, the quickest results, most efficiently. Uh, and I think kind of the other big piece of education in order for all that to work is understanding your insurance. Mm -hmm. What is it? How does it work? What can it get you? How is it going to work to see those providers? Um, and we have you know, a number of blogs on this as well, too. I have to make sure Sissy links to those. Um, but I think, you know, the simple explanation is that everybody has, and you should be educating yourself on this, but the, the quick <laughs> 10,000 foot view is everybody has a deductible. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, let's say it's a thousand dollars deductible, you are responsible for the first $1,000 that come out at 100%. Uh, as soon as you've paid that $1,000, uh, then your co-insurance kicks in, at which point, let's say your max out of pockets, 2000 This would be an amazing plan right? if this existed. Oh gosh, I wish I could get that plan. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then at that point, you're maybe you're responsible for 50% until you pay a total of 2000 So you'd have to pay, if you paid the first 1000 at 100%, the next $2,000 billed to you, you'd be responsible for 1000 That would mm -hmm. get you to your 2000 Then from there, the insurance would pay. Um, and I think it's important to know that in all of that, there's co-pays, yes. which don't count towards any of those numbers no, that, we, that no. I just talked about. Um, so when you're looking at kind of trying to evaluate what the cost of your care is going to be, you want to bring all of those components in. And you're probably going to need a spreadsheet or a whiteboard and there's going to be lots of different columns. <laughs> um, but again, you know, I think this is, you know, talk to somebody who really understands it. If you have a good doctor who will sit down and explain it to you and walk you through that or a good therapist, whoever it may be. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we do this a lot here being in a cash-based system is educating people on, okay, what's, 
how much is it going to cost you to see us versus how much would it cost you to use your insurance? I actually had a, a client here the other day who had back surgery, so he's met his deductible. So financially, it actually would be cheaper for him to go in network and use his insurance, but he's decided the quality of the care is more important and we have a relationship and he wants to pay for it out of pocket. Um, well, and there's that un, excuse me, that um, unquantifiable factor of your quality of life, if it's taking you longer to get better, that's longer that you don't feel well and you're missing out on things that you want to do. Um, and it could be quantifiable in that it, you're missing work and how much is that costing you? Right. So, yeah, it, technically going through insurance-based physical therapy might be, quote, cheaper, but in the long run, is it really? Yeah, not if it takes you 10 more visits right. <laughs> to get better. But, uh, but, yeah, so I think, you know, the first thing is educate yourself on your condition, your injury, whatever it may be. The second is then go ahead and find the expert, find the person who does that all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And then third is understand and educate yourself on how your insurance is gonna, going to or not going to <laughs> help you navigate, um, navigate that system. And I think the final piece before we wrap up is we, you know, it's big and important as part of our culture here at Par for Success for our staff. Uh, we do a lot of continuing education in-house. As for a small business, we have a relatively large continuing education uh, allotment that we give our, our staff. Um, but I think one of the things that comes out of that is everybody goes and gets letters behind their name. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think I just, just want to warn the consumer, don't be in awe above all the letters. You know, some of those letters only are a weekend course with a little multiple choice certification. Others are eight, 12 years of schooling, licensure, <laughs> practicals. Yeah. Uh, so not all letters are created yeah. equal. Yeah. Uh, I think understand what, you know, again, educate yourself on what the certifications are that your providers have. Uh, don't just be in awe by the fact that they have the alphabet after their last name. Uh, and in fact, some people with not many letters are some of the brightest people I've ever met. And I would refer my mother and father to them. Uh, so I think really the key here is educate, educate, educate. Um, we're more than happy to help you find some resources. Hopefully some of the resources that we'll put in the description here will be helpful for you. Um, and anything else you can think of from an educational standpoint other than uh, be careful pushing shopping carts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, shopping carts are bad. Um, yeah, it's, you know, like I said, Dr. Google can be both a blessing and a curse. You just have to really take a step back and think about where is this information coming from and why is this person putting this information out? Are they getting, do they have something to gain by sharing it? is, you know, are they monetarily being compensated for putting this information out? And um, buyer beware. I think definitely, yeah. And we, uh, we're not being compensated, but hopefully this, uh, <laughs> hopefully this helps to educate somebody out there who maybe goes and realizes that not using their insurance may be the better bet, or right. maybe somebody who's doing cash and they realize, you know what, I could save money if I go insurance. The, the, the key here is to give you the information, you make the decision, about what's best for you, your family, your life, uh, and then go do what you love. Exactly. So. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there for today. Next week, Ooh. we have we have my the most... favorite, the most beautiful woman <laughs> coming on. The best guest ever. Yes. Uh, oh, we have Ted popping in. And now in. Ted is popping in. Ted, wave to the camera. Hi, camera. 
but she's coming in next week and it is going to be uh, a lot of fun. Yes. We're not going to tell you what her name is, but she's the most beautiful woman alive and she has more hair than Ted. Yeah. Well, that's... It's a wig. That's everybody. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. We'll see you next week. See you next week. And don't forget to follow us on... Anywhere you get your iPad, your no, iPad. iPad. Anywhere, anywhere you get your your podcast, you know, iTunes, um, you know, anywhere that you download those from, uh, definitely give us you know thumbs up, likes, all around. Yes. All right. Bye, guys.